You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you've been having a glorious week. I most certainly am because we are eight days away from Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops Brutal Montreal, the first edition of a true metal and craft beer festival that is going to be happening in my hometown of Montreal at Corona Theater on December 17th. This year's lineup features my band, Cryptopsy, alongside The Agonist, The Great Sabatini, Necrotic Mutation, and Burning the Oppressor. All night long, you will be able to enjoy amazing beers from some of Quebec's best microbreweries, such as BG Barasserie Urbaine, Massorum Brassatorium, Brasserie du Bas-Canada, Sir John Brewing Company, Saint-Cambaro, and Brasseur de Montréal. Tickets are selling extremely quickly, and uh, if you want to come to this show, I strongly encourage you to pick up your ticket right now via the link in the description of this podcast. I cannot wait for December 17th to be standing on that stage and watch a bunch of amazing metalheads enjoying life, metal, and craft beer all together. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to rate it and write a review. Now, why do I want you to do that? Well, you have to imagine that when someone is looking for a new podcast to listen to, what do they do? They scroll down, they check out those ratings, they check out the reviews, and if those reviews are positive and reflect their values, they will most probably give that podcast a chance. If you would encourage someone to become a future Vox and Hops head by writing a review, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today's episode was recorded last week at the Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang. We had a blast. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 312 featuring the Vox and Hops album review crew. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is a very, very special episode, an episode that I've been wanting to do for quite some time to properly introduce the wonderful humans that are the Vox and Hops album review crew. They have been writing reviews for the podcast, social media accounts uh, for many months now, and I've had it on the schedule to have them on a Thirsty Thursday Live, which this is right now. Uh, We are recording this at a Thirsty Thursday virtual hang, and uh, they're here. It happened. Uh, I sort of bumped them in September, and I felt bad about that, but I thought, let's just wait and let's do a top 10. (laughs) I bumped them a few days before, too. I was a real... I felt bad about it. And... uh, used to it. (laughs) (laughs) i I figured well let's make it up to them and do do the a top 10 episode because they really know what the hell's going on in the extreme metal scene uh even more than what i know that's going on in the extreme metal scene so without further ado let me introduce you to who our guests are tonight we have uh jerry monk uh, the metal architect himself with us he curates all of the vox and hops brutal awakenings playlists and uh, is just an all around all around amazing human uh Jerry, how you doing? Doing good, Matt. How about yourself? Very good. Very happy to be with all of you tonight. Up next, we have Evan Welch and uh, Philip Brousseau of the Whispers from the Void podcast, uh, a podcast that was born out of Thirsty Thursday. So that makes me very happy. And you guys should go check that out if you haven't checked it out yet. Evan, Philip, how are you guys feeling? Good. Oh, very good. 
Very good. Tired, but good. But we have beer in France, Bang, so that's good. Banged out another four reviews before this, so. Amazing. Yeah. You guys really <laughs> can't wait. Uh, up next, we have Jimbo, uh, whose real name I shall not divulge. Uh, uh, how are you doing, Jimbo? I'm good. It's um, 2 a.m. here in Germany, and I'm just uh, <laughs> just warming up. But um, So I don't make it to as many Thirsty Thursdays as I'd like to because of the time difference, but I'm thrilled to be here. Yes, but you participate very much uh, social on social media and in the chats, uh, whether, whether you're here hanging out with us on the Thursdays, and I always appreciate that. Cheers. And then we have Wooderson. Dan, how you feeling? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Very, very, very good. Stoked to be with you all. So basically this episode is what it's going to be is I, I want to hear what your top 10 albums of 2021 was. We're going to, it's a basically a round table discussion where I, we're going to go turn by turn. I am not going to be participating in this because I have my own top 10 album episode coming out in the next few weeks. But uh, I want to know what yours are. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, enjoying life, metal and craft beer. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be enjoying this Lager beer from Lager Brow, which is a brand new uh, micro that just opened up here in Quebec. Uh, they are a contract brewing right now out of Avant-Garde, and it is uh, very, very exciting. Uh, people are freaking out about this and this new endeavor. I'm going to crack this. Uh, we'll start with Jerry. Uh, what is your beer that you're drinking right now? And then let's jump straight into what your number 10 album is after that. I don't have a beer right now. I forgot to grab one before I got on here. But uh, number 10 for me was a band from Miami. Uh, they originally are from Venezuela. It's a duo called Cave of Swimmers with their album Aurora. This is their first full-length album. They put out a few EPs before. And I actually found them from a band that was on my top 10 last year, Ether Coven. Um, they play like a mix of Doom, Stoner, and Psych. The riffs are just super, super infectious. Like one of the songs was stuck in my head for probably a week where I just surprised it wasn't my top song of last year on Spotify, which is weird. But um, it was definitely one of those albums with the doom, you know, your head banging, it's slow and sludgy. And then they break out into kind of like a Latin beat where even in their music videos, you see people dancing and just like having a great time <laughs> at their show. So it's, it's, it's a really interesting album. And that was my number 10. And I love that in extreme metal, it is okay to have fun now. There's, there was a moment where it was taken too seriously where extreme metal was just about being tough and evil. But now we're seeing a lot more this newer generation of it's okay to have fun and have a smile on your face and enjoy extreme metal. And I love that. This Lager Bar is really, really good. Crisp, clean, um, tastes like fresh cereal, a little bit honey. Killer. Uh, Whispers from the Void, boys. Uh, Evan, starting with you, what are you drinking and uh, your number 10 album? Uh, let's see. I have a Night Shift uh, San Tilly. One of their premieres. I, I really like this beer. I haven't had it enough, though, but it was one of my first when I started drinking. Hmm. A return to the source. Yes. My first one is going to be Inoculation um, Celestial uh, Putridity. When this one dropped, I was immediately drawn to the album cover. I thought it was awesome. I really am just a fan of Inoculation. It blew me away. Uh, I've loved this record. It just has everything that you want from the band. It's brutal. It's fast. It's grotesque. It is just all around. Just a, It's just a mosh pit of destruction. And so 
it made it made my list. Um, I will say it, it, making this list was tough, but every band on here is very well deserving. So, mm-hmm. 2021 was a mammoth year for metal releases. Uh, if anything that the pandemic did give us was a lot of good content and a lot of great albums this year. Philip, the other half of Whispers from the Void, uh, what are you drinking and uh, what was your, your number 10 slot? Well, no, right now I'm drinking Le Fermentor Mutoid Fox and Ops and GMPQ uh, Ale of the Fathers uh, Red Wine uh, Edition. The Fathers! Ale of the Fathers! <laughs> <laughs> Am I good? Very good. <laughs> Am I engaged in cryptopsy now? <laughs> as long as uh, you can, you know, you can replace me every once in a while. That'd be nice. But uh, so yeah, ale nice. of the fathers, uh, old ale. I love it a lot. Seriously, like I, I re- really love the classic one, but this one is so good. Uh, my number ten. It's not metal in the typical sense. It's like hardcore punk, but catchy. Uh, it's Turnstile Glow On. Honestly, like, uh, I saw Jerry and Dan talking about it. I was like, okay, let's listen to it. And I, I was hooked. I was just hooked about, like, you know, like, you got, you want to go mushing, but you want to get friends with it. You want, like, to be happy in a mosh pit. <laughs> it, it's fucked up. I just love, like, the catchiness of it. It's it just so good. <laughs> that's fantastic another moment of smiles in a mosh pit it's 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 cool yeah. I, i'm loving the evolution of extreme metal um yeah <laughs> you mentioned dan let's jump straight to wooderson uh what are you drinking sure. if you are drinking and if you uh, what do you got going on and then what's number 10 for you all right i did i did switch up the coffee for a beer i'm drinking uh star beast from sukrams Hell it's yes. an imperial stout it's around 10 and a half percent or so and this one is vintage 2019, so oh. it's got some age on it too. Yeah, it's a nice one for sure. Patience. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, well, I actually bought it from the brewery because they they every year they're putting some away, and then you know every anniversary they release like a vintage version of it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Very nice. Sukrum's looking yeah. forward to making my way out there hypothetically in the spring. Yeah, let's hope so. Right? Yeah, let's <laughs> hope so. Um. Yeah. So top ten. Uh, the first one, probably, well, not necessarily like extreme metal by any means, but still heavy. I would, it's a, it's a band called Painted Wives and their album's New Medusa and it's out on Century Media. So think of it, um, maybe a little bit more hard rock than metal. Kind of reminds me of a, of a dirtier Alice in Chains, maybe with a little bit of Mastodon thrown in. There's tons of hooks, like it's so catchy and there's wicked vocals. And you know what? And the best thing about it is for me is like they really know how to write a song. You know, you could listen to it. And I, I think it's one of those bands that can cross genres for sure. So anyway, solid album all the way through. Yeah. Mm. Sounds amazing. Um, Jimbo, what are you drinking at two o'clock in the morning? Uh, well, um, I am drinking a, a, a beer that I haven't had before called uh, Weltenburger Kloster Mjertsen. So the brewery is apparently from 1050. So uh, I think that's that's about as old as, as breweries get. Um, <laughs> and it's it's quite nice. It's nice and malty. It's a little sweet, 5.5% alcohol. It's it's good. It's a good starting beer because I've got two more strong dark beers to follow up this one. 
So my number 10 album, I mean, this was a super good year for a couple of, a few different genres that I'm really into. And one of them was, um, was death doom. So there were a lot of bands that I could have put in this list that, that didn't make it. So, uh, the new Ophus, the new burial, the new worm, just a ton of really good, um, death doom bands. But I chose, um, the, the debut album from a Portuguese band called, uh, Sepulcross. Their album is called Vazio. And I picked up this album early in the year and it's just this incredible cavernous sounding, um, intense death doom that oscillates really nicely between these these slow f- sort of funereal passages and then switches into these very fast blasting sections and it all sounds really oppressive and the vocals are great and one of the things that really I think sets this album apart is the drumming on it is fantastic not 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 just in a technical sound sense but how it sounds the the drumming is is just really, really on point. It sounds exactly how at least I want drums to sound. And it's the album's so well produced that you can hear a lot of the nuances and the riffing and stuff. So I just thought this was sensational. And particularly for a debut album, it, it's just incredible. Oh, and it's also got a great um, album cover by uh, Marius Lewandowski, who's doing a lot of the, the best album covers in, uh, in metal these days. So I don't know what the hell's going on on the album cover. It's some sort of weird purple... <laughs> ball thing it's like all those dan seagrave covers that are always just like twisty purple rocks you don't know what it is but you like it amazing i love it i love it a solid round of tens um i'm impressed so far uh i honestly have not listened to one of them yet so i'm intrigued and uh i have my homework to do let's keep going uh back to the metal architect number nine your number nine position top 10 albums okay number nine for me was rivers of nile the work mm-hmm. i know matt and i had discussion about this when i was in montreal yes we did um i know it's not as good as their last one where owls know my name but I believe they take that core sound and also some like maybe seventies and eighties style rock and metal and expand on that core sound of theirs. There's some spots that kind of sound like rush in a way. Uh, it's, it's an incredible album. They played a few songs off of it live. It's massive. Uh, I would say probably my song in the year is off of that, off this album, the, uh, the void, uh, song it's just i i can't get enough of it but uh yeah that's my number nine these guys are taking the the crown for death metal in my opinion i was super stoked for the album i listened to it a bunch it just as we spoke about when you came up through here in montreal didn't resonate with me as much as their previous work um but i am excited to see where they can tour with who they can tour with because of this record that I think it opens a massive amounts of doors where you're going to see Rivers of Nile, not necessarily on an extreme metal package, but yet on a Mastodon package, hypothetically. Just thinking hypothetically like that. And I think that's adventurous and they're awesome dudes and I love them and can't wait to play with them, hang out with them again. Uh, Whispers from the Void, boys. Evan, number nine on your list. My number nine was actually my grooviest. Uh, I went with Frog Lord, the Mystic Toad. I love this record, dude. The, the, it's a sludge doom uh, sort of vibe, man. They, they, you know what? It's another case of a band just having fun. 
and just having great musicianship and just really going along with a theme and just making it awesome. Um, these guys from Connecticut, I just saw that they actually just put together a, a live band. So they will actually be doing shows. I'm hoping that one day we can get them here in, in uh, America or North America or whatever. And we can fucking see them because I just need to see that the, the, the vocalist with the mask. I, I need it. I need it. He's changed it like twice now, but it's awesome. I love I love his Instagram. You gotta go follow his Instagram. Very interesting. Very very interesting. Uh, other side of Whispers in the Void, Philip. Number nine. Yeah, uh, my number nine is uh, Converge and Chelsea Wolf, also Stefan Brodsky and Yeah, blah blah blah. The collab album of Converge. God damn it, it's so good. Oh shit, I love it. Like I'm a big fan of Converge. First time I was hearing Chelsea Wolf, she's a fucking great singer. I love. You gotta her listen voice. to the Abyss. Just, just yeah. saying. Great album. Yeah, honestly, this is so good. Uh, Blood Moon One. I, I love that album a lot. Why it's not higher on the list? It's because of I don't know. There was some structure that I wasn't like understanding, but I just love the album nonetheless. It's on my top for not for nothing. I'm a big fan of Converge, and that's why I want to go in Worcester to see them. Because they're not coming in Canada. Why? You mean, you mean it's not Meshuggah? Meshuggah doesn't do it yeah. for you. Yeah, it's not Meshuggah. <laughs> it's Meshuggah's fault. We can only see Bleed so many times, guys. <laughs> I want to see Bleed, but with Converge, like, do it. <laughs> Also love that record, uh, that ultimate collab record. It's quite young, so it just came out. It's a, it's a weird thing when you put together a top 10 list because a lot of bands like to do this tactic where they drop it a bit later, so it's still fresh in your mind. I'm wondering if this album still sticks in my mind, let's say five, six months from now. But right now, I'm listening to it a lot. I'm a huge Chelsea Wolf fan, not a Converge fan. It's just never <laughs> resonated with me, but the sorceress voice of Chelsea Wolf really really has been haunting me since I discovered her when I was doing a cross Canadian tour with Guar and uh, yeah, loved it ever since then. Yeah. Honestly, it's Converge for me. Like Converge is just like, I love the artwork also. Like I got two prints of Jacob Bannon in my room. So like, I'm a big fan of them. I'm a big fan of the music in general. Like I love the recent ones. It's more like melodic in a way, mm -hmm. but it's still like hits you in your face. Like, I, I just, like, I've listened to The Dusk and Us, like, I don't know how many times. I just don't fucking know. I, I just, like, it, it's so good. I just love it. <laughs> and I love the voice of Jesse Wolf. It's so good. That album is great. Wooderson, give us your, your, your number nine. So my number nine is that collaboration between Converge and Chelsea Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. Oh, no, yeah. not again. I did not yeah, do that on purpose. Really, yeah. No, no. Ac yeah, actually, Phil made a comment today in the chat. He's like, hey, your number nine is my number nine. Nice. <laughs> perfect. What, what's your reasoning for putting this in your top ten? Um, well, I've been listening to Converge for a long time for a long time like like since since the early days there and for me they're always one of those bands where i i don't think i don't feel their music is forced i feel they're able to kind of evolve add things change things as with every album everything's a little bit different and like they even did that wolverine blues ep right i don't know if you've heard that but it's like i think it was like five or six different singers and each 
each uh, and it was just Wolverine Blues being covered on each one. I thought that was interesting. And the thing with Chelsea Wolf, like I, I totally adore her music. Always have for a long, long time now. And when she sings, there's almost like a little bit of an earthy feel to it. And I think between what Converge can bring and what she can bring, it's I don't know. It, it, it's like a like it's not an inferno of riffs or blast beats or anything like that, but it's more like a smoldering fire that's never going to go out. And I absolutely love it. So yeah, I think it's a solid album the whole way through. Yeah. Amazing. It sort of has like a vibe almost of Mariner with a cult of Luna and Julie Christmas, the same sort of collaboration in that vein. Yeah, Julie Christmas needs to release something new, but please, anyways, yes. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Um, Jimbo number nine position. Yeah. So my number nine was, I think, it was one of the two real surprise packages for me on um, on the list, which is Arch Spire, Bleed the Future. And the thing is that, like, I, I think the older I get, the less sort of super technical death metal I've listened to. Like, when I first got into death metal, I don't know, 20-odd years ago, I immediately, like, I, I, I think my first bands were, like, you know, was probably, like, Suffocation. And then I got drawn into very, very technical stuff, um, you know, because it seemed very flamboyant and interesting and stuff. But I think I I become less interested in that sort of stuff. And the previous Arch Spire albums that I'd heard, I'd sort of heard bits and pieces. It just didn't do it for me. But this album, it it just, in principle, it's an album that that I shouldn't have liked, but everything on it just works so fucking well everything's it's produced incredibly well it's it's really it's you know i'm not a musician but it's clearly like super you know super they're super accomplished it's very very technical but it's it's heavy as fuck the the it's it's catchy it's like it's very technical but also very accessible it's just i was just blown away by it and i can i threw that on again today while i was like typing up notes to to remember all these albums and i listened to every album that's on my list again today and i was just still like just headbanging like crazy to this album it's it i was just and so this was really surprising for me because in principle, it w- I didn't go into it thinking this is an album I'm going to like. And then everybody on the the review crew was talking it up. So I, I checked it out and I was just floored by it. It's phenomenal. It should be higher on my list, really. <laughs> I also really enjoyed it. And uh, David Taro, the producer, killed it on this one. And them taking the time to be there in living in the studio. He has an Airbnb behind the studio and bands go and live with him. That wraps up number nine. Uh, let's go into number eight. Um, the Metal Architect, give us give us your number eight. Uh, number seven, uh, number eight was uh, Obsession, Rod of Ages. This is a newer yeah. Swedish old school death metal band off of Transcending Obscurity Records. And I actually, I don't even think I had it on my like to listen list for the, the playlist of uh, Transcending Obscurity will drop free download codes before on for Bandcamp, and a buddy of mine tagged me in, and he's like, "Hey, you should check this out." It hasn't officially dropped, but you know, check it out. So I, I grabbed the download code and listened to it. I was absolutely floored. It's probably some of the best uh, Swedish old school death metal from this year. Um, it has that signature HM2 buzzsaw tone, but it just it almost has some brutal aspects to it as well. It just beats you down to a pulp. 
the whole time you're listening to it and it doesn't really let up until the end the last song is like a instrumental song but the, throughout the whole thing it's just like pummeling and just i loved it it, it, it totally took me by surprise like i said i'd seen some reviews for it and i was like i don't know also you know maybe i'll check it out and then uh when I got that free code, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is definitely going on the playlist, and this may sneak into the top 10, because it just came out a few weeks ago. I think it came out the end of November. It's so stressful when you have a list that you've been building the whole year, and then these late comers that you haven't been expecting come in, and just you have to make those hard decisions of who you cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was, some, there was some really good stuff that got cut. I mean, Frozen Soul was on my list all year, and We'll see. <laughs> uh, the whispers from the void, boys. Evan, number eight. Yeah, Fro- Frozen Soul was on my list, and then I had to uh, I had to drop them because something else came out that was fucking amazing. Uh, I know Woody loves it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I went with 200 stab wounds, slave to the scalpel. I fucking love this record. I was able and lucky enough to see these guys live there when they were touring. Their last day was in Worcester. I did a review of the show. Dude, they are every little bit of hype you've heard about them. They are 100% authentic. They fucking kill live. And you, I will say this for as brutal as they are and, and as their mixes sound and the vocals and everything about that, it's like the exact same. And I find that to be unique because a lot of the time, we get these old school death metal bands that have the persona of old school death metal and they kind of like sound like it on records, but then you see them live and then they lack that sort of uh, maybe, you know, I will say danger. <laughs> they lack like that fear that is in the air. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it was crazy all night. 200 stab wounds started and they went fucking nuts. And like everyone went fucking nuts, like fear for your life fucking out there. So uh, they're absolutely killing it. I'm looking forward to seeing these guys play again. And if they come to you, you have to see it at least once. You just have to see it once. Amazing. Another maggot stomp success story. <laughs> Philip, go figure, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's such a that's such a great sentence, Matt. Because taken out of context, no one's gonna know what the fuck that means. (laughs) This is another maggot stomp success story. Oh Oh my god, Philip, number eight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number eight is Dead World Reclamation: Aura of Iniquity. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, we made a review for Box It Up, so uh, check it out. Uh, I love that album a lot. Like, at first I was like, oh, it sounds too much Black Dahlia Murder, but then, like, Evan over there just told me, imagine it's Shadow of Intent with Inferi and Black Dahlia Murder, and the meme of the guy that just made just kind of <laughs> came in my mind, and I was like, now I'm just like hooked by that album so good the riff the riff are just like well chose well chose and i I love it like i i I would say i love it to every album but just like this one got this vibe like 
For me, it's a new type of Black Dahlia murder. I love Black Dahlia murder. Don't get me wrong. But this is just like, whoa. It's just Black Dahlia murder, but over 9,000. Just going like, ow. It's hot. You take the series of like, oh, 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 what's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I love that album a lot. It's awesome. Number eight. <laughs> I, I, are they independent? I feel like they are. Huh? Uh, what did you say? Are they, in, are they independent? Uh, yeah, I think they are. In, yeah, they are. See, they are cool. independent. That's cool. I like that. Go check the review if I don't say like any uh, BS. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo, number eight. There's a Swedish band called Dödrit, uh with their album Mortal Coil. So they what? They're sort of a blend of black metal and crust. There's a lot of black and crust around these days, and um, I've really got okay. heavily into crust um, in the last uh, last few years. You know, Northern Europe's a good place to to be into it, and this new Dirtzit album is fantastic. So it reminded me a bit of the last Skeleton Witch album. So it, parts of it uh, are almost like the atmospheric black metal, or it's quite melodic, almost black gazy at times. But they they've they incorporate these other elements that are more common to sort of hardcore and crust. So there's these breakdown sections and then these flat out D beat sections that give it this very different energy. And it, it's, it's just a phenomenal album. I mean, all three of the Dirtzit albums, I think they've put out like three albums since 2016 or something. All three of them are basically equally good. You should listen to all of them. They're, they're fantastic. Um, but yeah, this is another uh, another cool one. And su- great artwork, super cool merch as well. So I was stoked for this. Uh, em- em- Dave and Emily are right that it's another sentence that can be taken out of context. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? I can't remember. Let me go back. Hold on. <laughs> There's a lot of black and crust around, and I've really gotten into crust. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've never been in the crust. Put that on the thing is, when, when I talk, I don't actually think about what I'm saying. I'm just like, I've just got the blinkers on, and I just talk, but I have no idea what, no, what just it, came it, out of my mouth. It was perfectly. It's just yeah. I mean, feel free to use that in the promo. <laughs> Wooderson, go for it. That's awesome. Uh, My number eight is Eastwood Antibiosa. So I think the English translation for that would be antibiosis. So I actually reviewed this one for the the Vox and Hop site there. And I said in that review that it was the Grindcore album of the year. And that was, I think I did that back in July or August. And we're in December now. And I'm going to stand by that statement. I don't think there's another grindcore album that comes even quite close to this one. It's intense. It's made up of guys from France and Germany. It's freaking lethal. They got they they do the whole power violence thing as well. So bands like Spaz are crossed out. I'm a huge fan of that stuff as well. So for me, it's it's just pure ripping. If you're waiting for the new Napalm Death, whenever that's going to come out, this will gladly take that spot for now. It is, I think it's like a whopping 23 minutes and like 19 or 20 songs or whatever it is, but highly recommended. It's, yeah, it's a ripper for sure. So fantastic. That wraps up your number eights. Uh, let's dive into number sevens. But first, the metal architect is going to introduce his beer of the night. I have got from Celestial Beer Works here in Dallas. They're stellar remnants, hazy. Uh, 
with Citra and Galaxy Hops. These guys are killing the hazy game right now. Dude, that color's amazing. Yeah, they do all kinds of hazies, Berliner Weisses, Sours. I mean, they are uh, absolutely killing it. I went last year during my little anniversary tour with the wife, grabbed some stuff from them, totally blown away. Um, They uh, want my local bottle shop, gets a lot of their stuff in. So I go over there, and so I don't have to drive in the Dallas. I can just go over there and grab whatever the hell I want, make a six pack. But yeah, they've been getting a lot of their stuff in, really killer stuff. Amazing, amazing. Number seven. So uh, number seven is a band from I believe they're from South Dakota. It's a black metal band called Woman Is the Earth, and their album is Dust of Forever. Another one that came out of nowhere never heard of them before they're barely new they do kind of that cascadian post-black sound with really like dissonant riffs in the vocals way back in the mix sounding like it's coming from like like a wounded animal in the night it's it's super catchy riffs i've listened to it for the playlist it was on there um and i just kept coming back i think i listened to it three or four times that first weekend it was out and bought it and just it's it's fantastic little album and if you're a fan of post black go for it you won't be disappointed cascadian coast black is a good name for a black ipa from, from steph there you go i like that make one steph <laughs> Um, the boys from the whispers from the void podcast, starting with Evan, who just got a new beer. I saw him, he went and got a new beer. I did. Well, look, I have a new desk. So my beer fridge is now right here. I have a craft beer fridge and then I have a domestic beer fridge because I'm faint. Uh, but I grabbed a, uh, three Floyd's, uh, bro It's, uh, it's a harvest ale. Very nice. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Had it before. Highly recommend. As I recommend this one, I have werewolves. What a time to be alive. I don't like you. Oh my God. I don't like you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> and that's pretty much, that's pretty much it, it, like my feelings on uh, most random people I meet. Um, because dude, it, it's been a crazy year. And I remember when this dropped, it dropped like right in the beginning of the year, like January. And it's always stuck with me as far as tech goes. Like, you know, th- there was obviously Archspire and things like that. Uh, you had Infury, Abiotic. Uh, it was a great year for tech death, but nothing really overshadowed the fact that Werewolves was just like so, it was just so fucking brutal. The lyricism was just off the charge. And dude, I, I, I can't imagine that like three dudes are just fucking, you know, somewhere like killing this shit. Like the just randomly humans like, from Australia, yeah, just, <laughs> just coming up with this stuff on a whip. And it's just like, it, it's incredible. And so it's always stuck with me. And I, I've just, I've, I've loved it. It was always in my top 10 from the beginning of the year. It has made it all the way through still. Um, 
Yeah, I, I love Werewolves, man. This is a fucking great album. Check it out. Yes, everyone definitely should and get ready for the next one because it's going to be very cool, such as my next beer, uh, which I've never had and I'm excited for it. It is from Aral Book. It's uh, called Varian, and they mess up. It's in New England that they mess around with different experimental hops and stuff. This one it features Eclipse Hops, 6.5% ABV. I'm going to crack this while Philip, the other half of Whispers from the Void, tells us what his number seven is not my number seven is and seeker mont carcass that album you know like this guitar sound the hm2 sound the buzz saw like it just like it's not even a guitar <laughs> not even a guitar just like it's it's not like a buzz so you just take you just take a tune and just like cut wood with it it just sound like that but it's just so amazing. I love this type of sound, like the um, uh, slaughter, slaughter of the soul, like the at the gate sound. This is great. I just love it. I love those type of sound. When I heard that, I was like, okay, that feels like very at the gates vibe. And I heard Mont Carcass. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> so good. I love it. So it's number seven. Like it could have been like higher but yeah this one i felt like a number seven so i was like yeah yeah and seeker is so good go go listen to it you have to this part out gorgeous hazy super killer juiciness um a little melon on the the hops there going on in the mouth there um very smooth almost like creamy uh very cool varia from aralbuck jimbo number seven all right. I, I think I made a mistake and, and said that Dirtsrit was my number seven because I can't count. That's why I became a biologist. <laughs> um, so anyway, my actual number seven is uh, Sephiroth, banned out of the Netherlands with Condemned to Suffer. And like I was saying, talking earlier about uh, how like Suffocation were basically the first death metal band I ever got into. And ever since I've always been drawn to that particular kind of like East Coast style US death metal, but I find that it's very difficult to, to find bands that really, you know, have the complete package and, and and really do it for me with that mix of like technicality, brutality, groove and intensity. But this Sephiroth album is, is all over it. It's just an incredible album. Um, I think it's a, a track called Six Times the Charm is like it's the for me it's the death metal song of the year. It's it's a fantastic album, fantastic song. It's just track after track and it's also it's not a long album so you you just slam through it. It's a great it leaves you wanting more at the end of it. I just I can't speak highly enough of it. And this was a band that for me was completely under my radar. They've been around for a while and this this new album's just awesome. Love when that happens and I think it's a, it's a magical thing that extreme metal bands have to figure out is keeping it just the right length where the listener is satisfied but automatically wants to go back and push play again. 32 minutes, 33 minutes is, is seems to be a sweet spot. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's something I didn't pay so much attention to when I was younger, probably because I listened to a lot of Opus. It just wasn't that important to me. And I listened to long ass songs. And I, and like that, that Bell Witch album from oh, a few yeah. years ago that was just yeah, like, yeah. what, a 73 Reaper. Yeah. That was incredible. That was like my album of the year for that year. So I'm not against long songs. I love that. But there's, there's, you know, sometimes you just want an album you can belt through in like a deicide album or something. You can just get through it in half an hour. Love it. 
Wooderson. Yeah. I don't want to sidetrack too much, but I saw Bellwitch open for Yob. And oh, I think yeah. they played two songs. And that was like what probably one of the best opening acts I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable. Dev- it was devastating. Dev- oh. Did you have to change your underwear? You know what? <laughs> I, I did, but I didn't though. So I just kind of oh, went with it. So to see what right. happens. So yeah. All right. All right. So number seven uh, for me is the silver word of roses. So fairly new. Right, just probably in the last month or so that it came out, and I really haven't spent a huge amount of time with this album. But I mean, I think it says a lot, at least for me, anyways. That here it is at number seven. I really love layers in my music, and in the listens that I that I've given this so far, I feel like I'm only scratching the surface. I think there's so much going on with it, and it's going to be one of those albums that's it's going to be on repeat for a while. Like you have a couple of guys from Horrendous, uh, you have somebody from Crypt Sermon. So the quality is there for sure. And uh, the styles range, you have traditional metal, black metal, it's all there. You know, it's bleak. It's bleak as can be, but there's like like an underlining sense of hope as well, which is which is cool. Super, super rare in extreme metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suggest giving it a shot for sure. So Amazing. That's it. That's number seven. Moving on, number six, back to where we start, The Metal Architect, number six. My number six is that art spire, believe the future. I'm not a big tech death guy. It's got to be done right for me to appreciate it. But this thing, man, I, I can't say enough good things about it. It's just in your face. It's fast. It's aggressive. Just nonstop. And how he got all that you know the mix is just beyond me and that last song just absolutely blew my mind that was put the perfect perfect song to end the album with but i mean i bought the album the day it came out because i was that impressed with it after i listened to it. i think it was the first thing i listened to that day and i was just absolutely floored by it i hadn't really been a huge fan of theirs prior to that but yeah this this one definitely took me by surprise as well and enjoyed it. And I still listen to it probably once a week, twice a week. Very impressive. And they nailed that perfect time for an album on that record, I find. It's just the right length. Just just totally hits hits that feeling. Um, the Whispers from the Void, Boys, starting with Evan, number six. Uh, so my number six, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by, by saying this. Um, when Matt first asked me and Phil to do these reviews, I immediately thought of, okay, um, I need to search Bandcamp because <laughs> I don't do it enough. And I wanted to really focus on bands that need the love that necessarily don't get the love, a lot of independent acts. And this year we were able to find a lot of great bands. All of us were great bands that just, really needed the exposure because that's really what this is all about. And my number six is really like a nice little badge that I like to wear. Cause I, I don't know how I found this band, but I did. Um, it's a uh, gravelance and the album is anthropomacy. I can't speak, so. <laughs> but it's really an EP. I have two EPs on my uh, top 10. And the reason being is that, I don't really discriminate because if it's if it's good and it it has the chops, it has the chops. So it deserves to be on there. And this this nice little bundle of joy 
just has all sorts of elements that you would want in sort of like a brutal old school style. And it really, starting from the album cover, which is just grotesque and beautiful. Yeah, you. I just really love the band. It, it sounds like such a seasoned act already, even in, in, in such a small sample size. And so it just gets me very excited about what they can do in the future. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing what these guys got and where they can go from here. Because if you can start this heavy and, and this brutal and establish yourself this much with just a small EP, the sky's the limit, man. Sky's the limit. You look at 200 stab wounds that I have on my list. They also had a fantastic EP that came out just the year before. So you can, you can skyrocket. Um, Definitely keep them on your radar. Very exciting. And I'm loving the, the underappreciated artists approach and that they actually made the list this year. It's, it's, you hunting and then finding something that actually stuck with you. And I think that's amazing. Philip's pouring out a beautiful beer, which he will introduce to us. Uh, and I think I know what it is. Uh, it's from BG Brasserie Urbain. It's the, uh, the, the Norway beer. Exactly. I found it like at the same time than the Ale of the Fathers, because I've been to that place in Quebec called Leipacht. And they just have all the beers you want. Amazing. And like, I was with my friend. We just like, we want like 20 minutes from her home. And we're like, okay, let's go get some beer. And I I knew I wanted the ale of the fathers. I saw the ale. I was like, let's get all of it that he can have. And then I saw the Norways. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be broke. So let's just take one of each and the Norways. <laughs> it's, it's called Norway's Red. Am I crazy? Norway Red, which is like Flanders Red uh, inspiration. Uh, and it was like fermented with some uh, Kavik yeast. Mm, some wild so, yeast. Yeah. And it was like age uh, two years in wine barrels. And I assume it's like uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, but I'm not sure about it. Maybe we'll have to ask the guys. But I, I think I think tonight I feel very Cabernet Sauvignon, so I love it. Number six, Necrotic Gore Beast, Human Deviance Galore. Uh, it's my only slam band in my list, but it's uh, it's good friends of mine. John Mayer is just a fucking beast. That guy is a beast. A uh, big friend of mine, like he's living like at 30 minutes from me. So <laughs> I could just see him make a barbecue and yeah, <laughs> I could. But yeah, uh, that album, one word, fisting. <laughs> just one fucking word, fisting. Is that, that like okay. a Quebec thing? Like, is this why you're not fucking No, no nobody says this. <laughs> <laughs> no one says this. I, I'm just like that, that band, because like, you know, slam band loves to have some theme around it. Some loves like aliens. Some's like like some party cannon and party and all. But them, they just love to be like bestial and primitive. And I don't know why they just love songs about fisting. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think consensual it's like, fisting. <laughs> Bill, do, you, do you know what fisting is? <laughs> <laughs> we'll check back after. But I mean, they say write about what you know. 
but yeah, no, seriously, um, musically, it's just fucking great. Uh, Alex, which is the bassist, and right, me, most of the song, he, he just got it like he just nailed the slam sound, just the slam instrumental. I love it, and just the like the gur- gurgling, like guttural voice of John Mayer. I saw him do it live and in studio because he participated in my EP. And fuck, that guy is a magician. He's a magician. I don't know how he's doing it, how he's doing it, but wow, I just love it. G- so, give, a shout yeah. out, give a shout out to your band. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I will get a little shout out to Overdose of Bacon. I don't want to, to do it too much, but let's do it. <laughs> Overdose of Bacon, go check it out. Please love you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Jimbo, number six. Yeah, so uh, I, 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 I just shit. switched beers and I'm kind of. I'm kind of blown away because this is the first good German porter I've ever had. Mm. Like, I've had good stouts because they seem to, this is going to sound bad, but they know what sty- what what the style is. But porters, they fuck up every single time. They're always these unbelievably like, cloyingly sweet but 5% alcohol dark beers, and they're just gross. German dark beers generally are phenomenal, but porters are just, it's like a blind spot. And I don't, I don't know why, but this is by uh, Riedenberger Brauhaus. It's called Dolden Dark. It's a 6.9% alcohol robust porter, and it's really good. Super dry, very roasty. Could be a little bit more complex on the nose, but I'm not complaining at all because I expected this to be bad, and it is not. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Okay, so... My number six album was from a Czech band called Sniet. I had to look up the pronunciation because it's got it's got regular letters, but they've got squiggles on them, so I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the uh, the album name in case the oh, band hears this. Oh, come on, you can this. do it. You okay, do it. we'll we'll go with the uh, Mokvani v Okovec. Um, so yeah, these days Google translate will actually pronounce words for you if you, Mm. if you stick them in. So that's helpful. Anyway, this is like some morbid angel influenced, um, Czech old school death metal. And, uh, once again, this is a debut album and it is just unbelievably good. It's, it's got all these like twisting, twisting riffs. I think the album comes in a little bit under 30 minutes. Um, it's it's just it's just phenomenal. I mean, I heard this album and I had no idea. I can't even remember. I, I yeah, a guy put me onto this album and he's not normally a death metal guy, or as far as I know. And he said, "Oh yeah, check out this. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's metal album of the year. Go and check this out." Snyat. And I'd never heard of them because they hadn't put out any albums. And it's just everything I look for in an old school death metal album. It's so it's 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 so good. I'm kind of gushing about it, but it's it's just it's another one of those albums where, like what um, like what Jerry was saying, it's just like the Archspire album. It's just one of those albums I'll put I can put it on almost every day or every couple of days and just slam through it, and it's phenomenal. Impressive, and I enjoy that it's another debut record. So the pandemic did good, did good things when it came to to extreme metal. I, I, I'm I'm very very impressed. Uh, Wooderson, let's wrap up this number six. Yeah, number six for me is the ruins of uh, Beverest. So the Thule Grimoires. 
very layered for sure. A huge uh, range of influences, uh, post-rock, rock, black metal. Um, and I think almost like the best way to describe this band is like every album they do is their best album until the next album mm-hmm. is what it is, right? It's like they they keep getting better. So much better. pressure. Actually, yeah. And they're they're fantastic, though. Like, I, I don't even know if you'd even consider it black metal anymore. I think there's just so much going on. Like essentially it's, I guess if you wanted to, you can call them like the Devin Townsend of black metal <laughs> in a way. So yeah, great stuff for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. We've reached the halfway point. Um, I'm having fun. I hope everyone else is having fun. Uh, Thirsty Thursday gang that's here with us. Are you guys having a good time? Unmute yourselves, make some noise so that everyone knows that we are actually doing this in front of a live hang. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Number five, the metal architect, Jerry Monk himself. Number five for me was that Werewolves album, What a Time to Be Alive. Just a straight-up ass-kicking from start to finish. I mean, these guys are, I mean, we know that they are seasoned veterans. They all, you know, they all have their own other bands, so they know they already have the chops. But, man, this this was a super hyped-up album after their last one that came out in January of 2020. So as soon as I saw they're dropping another one, I was like, okay, definitely going to check this out. And it instant pre-order as well. But yeah, these guys just absolutely kick ass. And I'm super excited to hear the next one because I know that's coming soon-ish. I haven't seen a release date, but I I love this album. It's another one of those I can throw on at any time and just I'm at work or in the car or on a walk, I can just throw it on and it's just like helps me keep my pace. I don't like you. I fucking hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Right out of the gate. It's just like, this is radioactive. Yeah. (laughs) Right out of the gate. It's just like in your face and blast beats. (laughs) Galore the whole time. It's like, you can't, you can't breathe when you're listening to it. His lyrics are just some of the most vile things that I've, I've listened to. And he, and he's quite clear as he screams. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'd like to hear some of the stuff that they said, Hey, no, we, yeah. we can't, we can't say that. I want to, <laughs> I want to see the NC 17 cut. <laughs> Number five from the whispers from the void boys, starting with Evan. Uh, my next one is uh Craven idol forked tongues. I, Found this record uh, in a daze 
I was actually just sort of like kind of roaming through, found it. And uh, what attracted to me is obviously like what attracts me to beer. It's the album cover. I, I love the sort of like, you know, renaissance, uh, like how black metal does like their renaissance fucking looking covers and shit. But uh, I never knew black metal could be so fucking brutal. Like, Jesus Christ. It's just straight. It's just straight fucking speed <clears throat> from start to finish. Um, surprisingly groovy and really just has so many little technical things in, in, inside of it. It's really just like an ultimate hybrid child. I, I love I love it. Uh, it. And the vocals really in this kind of carry the whole album. And there's there's really something about like old school thrash, like Slayer. Like there's like a Slayer element to the vocals um, that kind of carried along and keeps you engaged um, because there's obviously so much going on musically. So it, it was a pleasant surprise to find this one. I knew right away it was going to be uh, on the list. So. Hmm. Amazing. Devitis, the other half of the Whispers from the Void podcast, number five. Yeah, uh, be, before that, I just want to uh, put a, a little thing uh, about Dead World Reclamation. I said they are independent, but they just signed, like, on October 10th, they announced they signed with Neck Twister. Oh, that's cool. See, see. But I think when we released the review, they were independent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they released mm-hmm. the review, when when we released the review, they were independent, but well, good for them. Congrats to the the wonderful humans from Dead World Reclamation for getting signed. It's just like it's Brian that just put in the chat. Oh, uh, they they are signed now, and I I just forgot that part. But yeah, number five, Dune, uh, Etamen Anka. I think I pronounced it right. I'm not I think sure. It's Etamen, but, but uh, yeah, Etamen. I think it's uh, Etamen Anka. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. So that album is just like it's a journey. It's a journey. I love I love Prague. I'm a big Prague guy, so I love what I heard about that album. It, it's just like it's number five for a reason. It's just like it's so great. I I love it. Like I put it like on a three hours drive to go like in Gaspésie, and I was just like transported in another world and i was like oh shit it's so good i love it uh yeah it's just great album you don't put it like with your friends though you have to listen to it like from the first to ten don't put it like hey it's it's dude it's that song from dude like okay you can do it if you are with rock head but like if you put it like with your girlfriend that doesn't like metal or prog like she won't like it but this is just great i love it like you have to listen to it as a song you don't have to listen to it as like many songs but one song one huge song like bell witch for example but a song <laughs> a bell witch quite literally made one song so <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> quite literally did that just yeah. like that i've listened to the bell witch and i had like three times to listen to it because i wasn't able to do it in one time but when yeah that, when that first came out it was when i had trouble sleeping and even to this day i will play that record and i will fall asleep <laughs> that tells you the mental state that i live 
That's not, it doesn't really sound like an endorsement of the album, but I, I know what no, you mean. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> ben Witch makes you see. But yeah, uh, coming back to the number five, yeah, Dune. Great album, go listen to it. And if you want to enter in Prague, I think it's a good entry to go in Prague in a way. It's, it's a, like a lot of crossover going on. Yeah, it's not too Prague. It's not enough Prague. It's just like it's a perfect balance of the Prague genre, I think. On that note, Jimbo, number five. So I, I mentioned that um, Archspire was the first uh, surprise, but the, the, the massive surprise for me was that... Um, I think like two days ago or three days ago, Nagura Bungat from um, Romania put out yeah. an album, which will be their last album called Zoe. And I didn't, so I, I saw these guys in 2014, I think it was. And then after that, I knew that their, their drummer had passed away. Uh, you know, he's fairly young, he's unexpected. And as far as I knew, the band had called it a day. What I didn't know is that they'd been working on a new album using recordings of, of him drumming that they had. And they spent, I think, the better part of five years putting together this album and they've just released it. And from then, it, I had to make space in my top 10. And it was a, it started at number 10 and it's now at number five. Mm -hmm. And that's happened in the space of a day because I've listened to basically <laughs> nothing else but this album. It's just incredibly so Nugura Bungat are very they're sort of an unusual band they they they're a black metal band but they incorporate a lot of um a lot of woodwind instruments like traditional room I guess it's Romanian folk I don't really know I couldn't tell you if it wasn't um but they incorporate these it's very eerie it always has like a haunting atmosphere it's very very unique band and I think this I I haven't I honestly hadn't listened to the couple of albums they put out before this, but I think this might be my favorite album from them. It's just it's it's almost it's hard, really hard to describe. At times the 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 ch there's like chanting and these folk instruments that start to sound a little bit like almost like Latin American folk music or Japanese traditional music. Maybe it is influenced by that. I don't know. Maybe this is what Romanian folk sounds like. And then you have it cut, cutting into it. You have these really great synths and black metal vocals and fantastic, um, like black metal, like classic black metal tremolo riffs. And it's just the whole thing is very, very ethereal. It's very spooky. And uh, and this is their last album. This is like a tribute to the the their drummer. And and then that's it. So this is a really great uh, great way to close out the band. I mean, obviously not ideal, but um, it's uh, yeah, fantastic album. It, if and if I had another couple of weeks, this this could be in my top two. I think. Mm. Well, I'm excited about that. I want to listen to that right now. I'm excited, very excited. I'm definitely going to check that out after this, if not tomorrow. Dan, give us your number five. Number five is a Canadian band. So Parallax Occlusion, and the EP is called uh, Ray Traces of Death. I don't know much about this band at all. It's two guys from Toronto, and they add a third guest to do the vocals. There's really, like, I can't find any information at all on these guys. Um, but it is by far probably one of the heaviest things that anybody will hear this year. So it's like... A little bit of old school death, but there's definitely a lot of technicality to it as well. Enough, enough to enough that these, I, I would say, the songs would fit right right in on a tomb mold or a blood incantation album as well, right? 
So only three songs. It goes by pretty quick. But yeah, another one. I just I can't recommend it enough. It's a solid album for sure. So EP. Top fives are gone. Moving into the top four with the Metal Architect. Jerry Monk, what is your number four of your top ten of 2021? Number four for me is another recent one. It's a Stormkeep. Tales of the Other Time. It's a black metal band. It's, it's I guess you could say it's a side project because three of the five guys are in Wayfair, which is another uh, black metal band. They're all from Denver. So, I mean, shout out to the Denver metal scene. Just absolutely killing it right now. It's a symphonic style black metal. There's a lot of dissection vibes on this one. Uh, I, yeah, uh, James in the chat saying it's fucking incredible i agree i've listened to this one i don't know how many times as well even there's a couple of interlude tracks i always skip instrumentals even those i find myself listening to and enjoying uh yeah it's just killer killer black metal this is their first full length they put out an ep last year which was really cool as well um a lot of like medieval vibes as well on it especially in the interludes with those medieval style instruments but yeah i can't say enough great things about this uh i gotta buy it tomorrow on Bandcamp friday as well so definitely gonna be getting that getting that tomorrow but yeah that's my number four storm keep tells of another time phenomenal um whispers from the void boys evan kick it off number four uh, so my number four comes at a recommendation from Jerry Monk. I think everyone here can honestly say that uh, we live on these Jerry Metal Architects recommendations. Ever since I started, I've been amazed by the guy's ability, and even the like, even the other two guys that I'm with here. Um, I'm I'm amazed by the ability to find bands in these cracks, but they're just so amazing. And so this is the second EP that ended up on my list. At number four, I have Fossilization, He Whose Name Was Long Forgotten. And uh, I've loved this ever since uh, Jerry showed me. (laughs) Because, man, it is absolutely fucking killer. Brazil is fucking a beautiful place. What a beautiful place, huh? Jupiterian. That's where these guys are basically from. Um, they dropped a fucking great album last year that I loved. And these, uh, you know, some members were kind of did their own little side project. And man, it, it's fucking, it, I mean, what else? I, there's really not much to say about it other than the fact that like you have to experience the feeling that goes with this album. This album has such a unique feel to it all because the pace constantly changes and the pace sort of plays around. It's more slow at times and then picks up real fast and just really gives you a a true sense of like what it means to be buried beneath the ground is it's truly incredible. I love it. Philip, the other half of the whispers from the void podcast. But yeah, number four, Stone Eater Conquistador. I have the album over here because I love that album so much. I ordered the CD. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, uh, Conquistador. Like it was very recent in a way because like I had that album since like the release of that album. But uh, because like I don't know why Ben Camp didn't send send me like 
the link to have the download. So I had to wait for the album and I forgot to put the album on my phone. So I forgot to listen to it a few times, but I listened to it a few times after like when I put it on my phone. Fuck. Prague. Uh, I love Prague. You know I love Prague. I'm a big Prague guy. And this, it's an evolution. It starts with rock. You know, rock with cowbell. There's fucking cowbell in the death metal album. I love it. <laughs> I just love it. Like you hear the cowbell, you're like, dong, dong, dong. You're like, oh, you want to add bang. I don't know how. It's just magic. <laughs> but there's cowbell. I, I love the cowbell in that album. The guitar just like, it's just so like good, good sounding guitar. There's just two. It's like two brothers, if I remember. So, like, they are making that album just, like, so great. And, yeah, that album is a great evolution. You have to listen to it. Conquistador, Stone Healer. I love it. Jimbo, number four. So, my number four is the new album from Olhava from Russia, um, Frozen Bloom. And uh, this is another, another album that... I have no idea where I even got the recommendation from this album from. It was possibly Jerry. It probably was, but it could have been from somewhere else, I suppose, in, in principle. Um, but this this album is just like if you're if you're a fan of atmospheric black metal, if you want if you want this, you know, something that's that's like a snowstorm that's been put like transferred somehow into musical form, like this, you know, Siberian wilderness. This this album is just incredible. It's so atmospheric, so evocative. Um, it's it's basically so it's four tracks that are all quite long, and it's got two black metal tracks and two ambient tracks. And the I mean, normally I would skip ambient tracks, but it's a bit like Jerry was saying with instrumentals. These these ambient tracks are good. The thing is that they, I mean, honestly, you could take the ambient tracks out and have a two two track album. This, this album would still be half an hour long and it would still be in the same position on the list because the black metal on this is is just that good. But it's it's very sort of, um, it's sort of, it's very black gazy. So if you're into that, that kind of stuff, uh, similar once again to maybe the last Skeleton Witch album or Panopticon, if you like Panopticon, 100% go and listen to Olava. This, this album is was, was a a real um a real standout for me it's, it's super super good amazing Wooderson, wrap up number four for us number four for me is sunless and i think it's pronounced the name of the album is Ilum. i think so sunless is from minneapolis and for me that's almost kind of a local band in the sense that they're eight hours away winnipeg was their very first show outside of the u.s so i'm, I'm taking that as well um yeah, and I still remember everything about that show. It was like a hero's reception when they came here. But anyways, the, the new album, it's technical. It's, it's fucking ripping, to be honest, right? And I, I have no problems at all mentioning their name in the same breath of bands like Ulcerate or Gorguts. Like, I think they're doing something new. They're innovative. And for, for a young band, they're, they're, yeah, I think they're, they're making waves for sure. So check it out very 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 amazing i love it i love it i love it we're moving on number three the metal architect cracked another beer this one's awesome celestial beer works here in dallas 
It's called Starberry. They did a uh, collaboration with Ingenious out of Umble, which is near Houston. And it's a fruited double IPA with strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, and Texas pride, what the can says. But yeah, it's absolutely killer. Nice and refreshing. I want to touch on that fossilization EP that um, Evan was talking about. If I did EPs like included, that would be number one for sure. Probably the best stuff I've heard all year. Just absolutely barbaric, soul-crushing, death doom. I think I reviewed that for the uh for the yep. podcast you did i was quite jealous <laughs> well <laughs> i'm sorry but yeah that it definitely probably the best material i've heard all year it was that fossilization but uh my number three it's a montreal band spectral wound a diabolic thirst yeah this is straight up 90s black metal to to the t the riffs are ferocious. They're catchy. They're just infectious. Uh, Frigid and Spellbound would be one of my top probably three tracks of the year. That riff is just amazing. Um, I uh, found these guys on their last album. I can't remember the name of it right now. But yeah, these guys are doing black metal right. And they're out on uh, Profound Lore, I believe. Great little... Uh, uh, label. If you don't know them, definitely check them out. But uh, definitely check out this new Spectral Wound if you're into like that old 90s Swedish, Norway, Scandinavian black metal. Definitely get on this one. Came out early in the year as well. So it's one that stuck with me the whole, whole way through. First half of Whispers from the Void podcast. Give us your number three. Uh, let's see. My first half, I have Worm Foreverglade. I mean, dude, as far as like Black Doom goes, I you can't find fucking any better. You're not going to find any better. This record came out. I knew it was good. And this is when I was listening to it and I was like, you know, we were all talking about it. It was fucking fantastic. Came out the same time as uh, uh, 1914s. And um I was uh, I was over there at the uh, 200 Stab Wound show, and Mark from Stench Collector was there, funny enough, and he had on the Worm Foreverglade shirt. And I was like, dude, it like came out fucking two days ago. How did you already get a shirt? And, he, and that, that just shows you just like how anticipated this was because they, they had an album that dropped last year. And so they were obviously, you know, cranking out the new music because it's the pandemic. What else are you going to do? And Jesus Christ, they didn't have to go as hard as they did, but they did it for us. And I appreciate it. (laughs) I fucking love it, dude. You got to check this out. If you just need a nice listen and uh, also a a slight little bit of anxiety, you're going to love it. Amazing. Just what we need more of. You're going to love it. Phil, the other half of the Whispers from the Void podcast. Number three, give it to us. Uh, number three, we're going Australia <laughs> again with Werewolves, What a Time to Be Alive. I think that album is just like on everyone's stuff. It's pretty cool. It's so fucking good. Nope. It, it just. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Damn it. <laughs> Why did you set that? Why? <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, that album's so good. Uh, but it's not because of. I, I love all the songs on that album, but 
But I think what marked me the most is at the end of Traders and Bastard, the sample at the end. Quicker, 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 quicker. Hold oh, no. on, she down, in a corner. Go move, guns. Just like it marked me. Very yeah, just really spoke to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds, may, it may, sounds like maybe it was sound distorted with my <laughs> mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, people at home. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, that album is so good. I love it. It's just like it's pure brutality, pure bestiality. I love it. Jimbo. Is there any fisting? <laughs> no, not on that one. Quicker, <laughs> quicker, faster in the corner. Come on. Um, this, this lack of fisting disturbs me. <laughs> See, that's a back print right there. Um, Jimbo, number three. Hard to, hard to follow a review like that. But um, uh, this, this is another phenomenal debut album um, from a, this time from a Bavarian black metal band called Grab. Um, uh, the album's called Zeitlang. And this is just um, like when I moved here, obviously, you know, I tried to get into the, what the, you know, the local scene is. And I realized that I'd never knew anything about German black metal. And honestly, it's it's become one of my absolute favorite scenes. So whereas Scandinavian black metal is generally a lot faster, it's a lot icier. Um, it's it's music. I would say it's music for winter. German black metal is music for autumn. It's fucking gloomy. It's mid paced. Probably takes a little bit more from say the rotting, the old school rotting Christ, like mm. it's sort of mid-tempo, but but quite melodic with these nice melodic lines, but way, way, way fucking gloomier. Um, and this Grub album is, if I just had to base it on the music and how much I get into the atmosphere of it, this would be my number one album. This album just fucking blew me away from the, the very outset. It's in, It's just got an incredible atmosphere, fantastic use of synths, riff after riff every song on this album is 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 fucking killer it's a concept album i think about a haunted old man but that's but basically all german black metal is about haunted old people but sometimes <laughs> sometimes they sometimes they go on a hike uh this guy stays at home and he dies that's that's Aww. the concept yeah but this is i mean it's germany you know i mean it's it's not all it's not all 3 30 a.m beer sessions and music reviews a lot of the time it's fucking bleak so, uh, but, but I, I, I absolutely love this album. So if anybody, um, you know, knows, I mean, I reviewed this album earlier in the year. I think I gave some other German like black metal recommendations, but, but if anybody is a fan of Luna Aurora, which is another super good German black metal band, you'll love this. Uh, check it out. Fantastic. Wooderson, let's wrap up number three. For sure. James, that was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so my number three is not a metal album at all in any way. Uh, it's this band called Actors. The album's called Acts of Worship, and they're out of, they're out of Vancouver. So if you're a little bit unfamiliar, imagine like some of the best synth post-punk goth-influenced sounds that you'll ever hear, right? It's dark brooding it's emotional like if, if you're and if you're one of those people that dance i'm sure you could dance to this album it's got like the whole pulsating bass lines happening throughout all of it the vocals are beyond catchy they remind me of roxy music you'll have to google that one most likely but they totally do it sounds a little bit like bowie as well 
maybe even Duran Duran, if you're old enough to know who they are. But it's some of the catchiest, tightest songs that I've heard all year from any genre. I've listened to this album dozens of times this year and there's dozens more coming so yeah i think it's fantastic i love it i love the courageousness of putting out number three uh we got two left i i'm going to the dark side this is prairies from sankian bottle if you do guys do not know who sankian bottle are they are a very young brewery two years old going on three this year they basically started during the pandemic and they are killing it um, their beers will be available at Brutal Montreal, which is a festival coming up on December 17th at Corona Theater, uh, featuring my band Cryptopsy the Agonist, The Great Sabatini, Necrotic Mutation, Burning the Oppressor, and Second Bottles beers will be there. Not this one, sadly. It's a 10% stout, this one. It's killer. Uh, we got two left, and we will go with uh, The Metal Architect, Jerry Monk, number two position. We're getting, we're getting heated. We're near the end. Uh-oh. Number two is uh, Dune, Edmund Anka. This one, like everyone said, it's a great prog album. To me, it seems like they just sat down in a jam room and just just whatever came to mind, like an improvisation to me. It's not like they set out to like like make anything spectacular, but it is. It's it's I mean towers that that ending the towers is with the synths and the like breakdown is just fucking amazing um i i can't say enough good things this was the my number one for a long time i didn't think anything was gonna dethrone it something did i i mean this could be one b instead of number two for me because it's just that good i i listen to it all the time uh if I go on a long car ride, I throw it on because it's almost an hour long. It's it's, it's an amazing album. I uh, the, see the growth that this band has done since their even their last album is it's amazing. And coming from Scotland, which isn't really known for metal, it's one of the main songwriters from France. But yeah, I mean. That's that's fine, but I mean, for for a band based in Scotland, it, it it's amazing because you don't hear anything really. No one's like, oh, Scotland's death metal scene is like the best, the best in the world. Like no one, all, I mean, all they have there is haggis and party can and and party can. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's it. But yeah, this this album was like I said, almost wire to wire album of the year for me because nothing before that had really grabbed me yet but yeah this this album is absolutely killer i love it you know that i love it yeah i know you do i mean i sent it to you you're like oh my god this is amazing and i wrote them had him on the podcast he put out his spotify numbers today and i wrote dan and i said that's all me yeah it's, it's probably me it's actually it's all it's all jerry <laughs> It's, it's probably both of us. <laughs> I don't use, I don't use Spotify to stream music, but but <laughs> I was just joking. But uh, <laughs> loved it. I feel like the interludes are a bit too long on this specific, or a bit too quiet would probably be the best specification on that. Because I like interludes, but I, there's like moments where you think it's over if you don't know the album. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely probably what kept it from being number one. Is some of those interludes are very long and very quiet. And- you, th- you think the album's over exactly like, you're like okay it's like it's trailing off and then boom another song mm-hmm. you're like wait a second what yeah 
and it's still got like three tracks left. You're like, okay. The Court of the Matriarch, one of my tracks of the years for sure. Yeah, yeah. That that one in Towers for neck and neck for the best songs on that album, but definitely check out Dune. It's with a V, not a U. I like the movie. Obviously. I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's inspired by the movie. Or Heavily. Books, but yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. it is. But uh, yeah, it's, it's an excellent album. I can't say enough good things about it. Whispers from the Void, Evan Welch. Uh, I switched beers real quick. I have another one. Yeah, it's a Kings County Brewers Collective uh, superhero sidekick. I mean, it's fantastic. What else can I say? <laughs> Amazing. Um, Jimbo, I'm going to try to pronounce this album title, but you might have to help me if I butcher the shit out of it because, uh, Is it as Australian? you know, if you're free, no, that's it's the only German. thing I know how to pronounce. Oh, you, can you pronounce German? <laughs> oh, bit. Ah, well, fucking probably better than me. Uh, anyway, uh, number two, I went with uh, Canon Fiva. Um, it's called uh, Men Shen Mule. I have no idea how else to say it. Uh, I, I think I, I think it's Kanonenfieber and um, Men Shen Mule. Men Shen okay. Thank, thank God someone can talk. Um, what <laughs> I will I say think about means like if like a, a a mill, like a grinding mill for humans. Yes, mention so, is people, yeah. so it's a it's a mill so, yeah, that you feed humans into. So, so the album is very heavily uh, based upon World War One and the victims of World War One, and it's about and it, it actually has historical letters, documents, and firsthand accounts from soldiers, and so that's what all the songs are about. So there, it's all sort of historical. There isn't really anything that. It, it, that they put into it any special stuff, which I find very fascinating because they were able to make a whole fucking basically atmospheric black metal album about it. What I will say about this is um, the same guy who did this project also did another project we reviewed uh, an album called Sisyphus um, by Liba and I am also pretty sure that the same guy who did those two rec- those two projects, those two records, is also the same guy who is Noise Bringer Records. So if it I is, could nominate is. a person for a metal dude of the year, it's that guy. Because Jesus Christ, he put out two beautiful records, both very different. But obviously this one stands alone as, as a masterpiece in my mind. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, everything you want in an atmospheric black metal. Like James um, was talking about, we have all sorts of, uh, like the German black metal element, um, which is so far unique and so in its realm. It, it truly is something that it really just kind of, it, it engulfs you. The whole album just really engulfs you. It gets you going. Uh it, I tried to sort of like take the lyrics and see if I could, you know, Google translate them, but that just got too crazy. So I just started just, you know, I just went with it. Whatever he's saying, it's awesome. That's all I know. And the album just really has a great, you know, atmospheric black metal. It just has great, um, great feeling, great power. I, I, I mean, there's not much else to say. Funny enough, it was my number one for a long time. Um, it survived for a while because it came out in February. 
And so I, I had this one very high up on my list for a while. Um, but once we get to number ones, you'll see why it uh, ended up in the number two slot. Very, very interesting. I like that very much. And I love the historical content. If anyone knows how I write lyrics for Cryptopsy, they'll understand why I think that's so goddamn interesting. Definitely something that I would have done. Um, the other half of the Whispers from the Void podcast, Philip, what is your number two selection for this year? Number Number two, it's not clues. What a tear yeah. in the fabric of life, dude! It's so good, so angry. It, it's angry. It's rare that I put like an EP on my list, but this one is just like, wow! It just impressed me so much. I love not clues a lot. I, I I love that. Even though people are just like the vocals, I don't like it. I, I it just. But this this one's better unique. though. This one's better than than the pre- I don't know. I why. love all the Noctus. I love all the Noctus. Counting Worms is the most popular, but I just love that song. Just so good. It hits at the right place. But speaking of like a tear in the fabric of life, this one you have to listen to it as one song. And I'm not joking. If you listen to it like as six songs, you will lose it. You will lose it because, like, you will not understand. Like, there's a story. I don't even understand. I understand a bit of the story. It's like there's an accident, and it's like a soul in the life. I believe so. Go listen to, like, the video clip, like, on YouTube or something. Go listen to it. You have to. And listen to it, like, from the first song to the last song. It's great. I was surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did because I listened to it because you told me to listen to it when we went to BG, but I'll see Ben together. You were really into it. And I came home and I was like, whatever, let's give it a chance. Surprised how much I enjoyed it. It's quite metal, despite them being more of a hardcore forward band. They are hardcore, but they are also like, like you said, metal, but they are mixing a lot of genre in a way. And it's because that day I was with my friend Nick and we listened to it in the car. So like, it's a perfect album. That first track, man, when that chug comes in, is just, it's so fucking good. Yeah. With his scream, that is amazing. Jimbo, number two. Alrighty. Um, also, I've uh, I opened a new beer, so this is from. Uh, fuck, I can't even work out what brewery this is from. Anyway, um, it's it's called uh, it's called Propeller Beer. That's the name of the uh, the brewery, and it's called Nachtflug. It's an imperial stout. It's nine nine point one percent alcohol, and it's 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 very very good. Um, I actually think I prefer the previous one more, which is really surprising. As I said, but th- this is this is awesome too. So, um, my number two album is um, "And Again Into the Light" by Panopticon. Um, when I saw that Panopticon had an album coming out, um, because I am a, a an almost uh, cripplingly huge Panopticon fan, I just immediately went, "Yeah, it was a new album coming out," so I already know what my album of the year is. Um, it is a great album. Um, it's not my album of the year. I, I, I think it's so it's, it's the heaviest Panopticon album. I think yeah. definitely like since the first album, the first album's really, really heavy, but it's got very lo-fi production. And so, and this album's really well produced. The heavy parts are just crushing. Um, it's got a lot more death metal on this album than, um, than any of the, the previous albums. And I think that 
Um, every Panopticon album is a little bit different. They've all got these unifying elements that, that Austin always brings in, but this one's the first one to really incorporate uh, a lot of the death metal stuff. So you've got the you've got the black metal, uh, the the crust influence. There's that crust again. Um, you've got the the American folk, and and this is much more death metal influence than than uh, previously, and it really shows through because it's a very emotionally intense album. And it's funny because this is an album that, as much as I love Panopticon, I have not listened to as many times as as a lot of the other um, albums um, on this list. And I think it's actually that it's so it's so intense that it actually becomes difficult to listen to at times. It's very very heavy, yeah. um, and it's sort of it has has, has this this real churning element to it which i would like if it was just you know if it was just death metal about throwing people into a wood chipper that's fine but you get this sense that this is really about some some deeply emotional shit and it's not it's not really troubling but it 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 doesn't it's clearly not just songs about you know having a having a walk in the woods which sometimes panopticon songs can can come across as so um it's it's a great album uh, but it, but it's it it didn't make my number one spot. Even, you know because it's it's not my favorite Panopticon album by a long shot. It's very interesting uh, and and it's definitely a really good album. Fantastic. Wrap us up. Waterson number two. Before we jump into the best albums of 2021. Okay, so number two is. Uh... Panopticon. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, I did not not plan this. (laughs) Yeah, that's twice now. Yeah, number nine and number two. But uh, I mean, James James pretty much captured uh, it a a lot better than I ever could. So uh, I love Panopticon almost as as much as I love his brewery, right? Hammerheart out in in Minneapolis there. Um, Yeah, I mean, just like every other release, and there's a lot of layers to it. And I think James really nailed it is that there's a lot happening here, right? Like it's, it's ambitious. It's probably a little, even a little bit more ambitious than some of the previous releases that he's done for sure. Um, and, and lyrically as well. Like if, you know, prior to this album, he released, uh, he released an EP and it, it had to do with his child's heart surgery. Right. And it was, reading the lyrics to it and, and and the music to it it's it really captured that and i find that emotion is actually on this album as well so with the americana folk the bluegrass and the hit, there is a there is definitely a death metal influence on this album that that really wasn't present on other albums so i don't know for me it might not be james's favorite album by by austin but for me i would say it's definitely up there i absolutely love this album it's fantastic so hmm. I want to visit this album much deeper because I have listened to it, but I haven't gone as deep as you guys. I'm in another one that I'm very excited to revisit before I do my top 10 album with Ali Pinal from Cryptopsy and Cattle Decapitation that's coming in the next few days. Um, let's throw you guys a curveball before we finish this out. Without too much explanation, almost without any explanation, honorable mentions. You can honor do two of them. Two honorable mentions, starting with Jerry Monk, the Metal Architect. Uh, honorable mention, I'd say Frozen Soul. That one was; those are local guys for me. They're out of Fort Worth. 
and then probably turnstile well on you were surprised by that couple, yeah. yeah if it hadn't been for a couple of the uh i think it was like a collab so like some other group was on those songs i really care for those songs if it hadn't been for those two or three songs they probably would have made my top 10 honestly it, it it's just a fun album you can put it on anytime and just have a, have a good time it, it, it's great evan two honorable mentions yeah so i i have uh a list right here uh and it's quite long so i'll say i'll save it um i had uh bludgeoned summary execution that was going to be on there that was a fantastic grind record if you guys haven't checked that out and uh an album that i've actually been playing almost all year um when i when i got covid it, i played it all all the time i don't know why maybe i was in survival mode uh it was uh Wardrana, um veteran i i don't know if i said that right but uh the Wardrana album uh that one was on my list it got knocked off but i absolutely loved that record it's not really metal um i'm a big video game guy so i i know that they did songs for like the witcher and they've done songs for um i believe what was it assassin's creed the latest one that came out they did songs for that so yes and so they're freaking they kill it it's just fantastic like norwegian uh, folk and uh, I, I love it. So I, I had that one going all the time. My Spotify let me know I had it going all the time. Um, if you're wondering, so <laughs> fit up honorable mentions, two of them. I have the Nightfire Orchestra, I Romantic too. Hell yeah, love that band. Love it. Love that band it is too. great. That's, a, that's a great. And album. I got Evil Hell Unleashed. Oh shit! Yeah, best trash metal album of the year hmm. for me. And maybe Chris Trash would be against me. Maybe we'll like more Exodus. Uh, Exodus is pretty fucking good. I don't even like Thrash, but that new Exodus album rips. Yeah, like I haven't listened to it because like I'm not the biggest fan of Trash, to be honest. I I like Trash, but Evi just got it for me. He just got the brutality. And to have old Drake come back and come and jump onto vocals. Old Drake. So I want to meet cool. him. He's super cool. I want to meet that guy. He seems great. <laughs> Jimbo. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll give uh, if I've got to give two, then I've got to I've got to mention the uh, the album that got bumped from the top ten in order to include Nagura Bungat, and I felt really conflicted about it. But um, the the new album by Mistress. Um, Empires Vanquished and Dismantled. So this is a side project from uh, Spectral Law. It normally does like very weird technical um, uh, black metal. And and this this Mistress album is is much more medieval influenced. It's got. Um, I guess he must have collaborated with with a lot of a lot of different artists because it's got lots of um, traditional music uh, on it. As, as sort of interlude tracks, but they're in very different styles. So he's got a sort of a classical 
German, not quite opera, but like what sounds like medieval, um, whatever the medieval equivalent of opera is. It's got traditional sort of Middle Eastern music. It's a very, very diverse album with a theme of overthrowing oppressors. And it's, it's very, very cool. Um, the other album that I would, um, that I would mention would be um, Moss Giver, led by the growing, glowing river, a very, a very, very cool um, atmospheric black metal album. I didn't want my um, entire top 10 to be atmospheric black metal albums, so I tried to limit it to seven, uh, <laughs> which I thought was reasonable. And I, I also, <laughs> I want to, it's just been that kind of year, you know, what I want is to be immersed in the, I can't, I, I haven't actually been going out and walking in the forest because I've been, just been swamped with fucking work. <laughs> so I want to, I want an album that makes me feel like I'm a, uh, um, you know, in in a in a forest, and also a haunted old man. Um, and <laughs> if I could just take a moment, I want to I want to include a non metal album, which is from a friend's band. But this album absolutely blew me away. So it's like I don't know exactly what it is because I don't I'm not really like a big fan of 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 pop punk generally. But I guess that's what this is. I have no idea. But anyway, they're a band out of England called Slash Fiction. And they got an album called Gender Trauma and Friendship. And this album was just like when I needed to feel good this year, I, I put this album on. And it's just clearly an album that's been put out by a group of four friends having fun making music. And it's not a dumb album, but like when I call it pop punk, it makes it sound like the lyrical, the lyrical content's gonna be stupid. It's not, it's just very emotionally earnest and really heartfelt. And this album just incredible i can put i can press play on this and instantly feel uplifted so i i want to mention that as well beautiful dan wrap us up with the honorable mentions go for it yeah um i'm gonna have to i'm gonna match up with phil i'm gonna say the night flight orchestra i love that yeah i really love that album a lot it's so fun uh, from start to finish, everything they do is fun. Like they have a song called white jeans. Dude, that was exactly the song that came to my mind. Right. Like it, it's, it's just fun. And I don't think you could listen to that album and be in a bad mood. It's cheesy and it's supposed to be cheesy. It's, it's just great. Yeah. I, I really like it a lot. So, um, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum of that is this band called German of flames. And they released something called, I have seen the light and it was repulsive. So that, that title alone kind of describes what they sound like. It's just dark and heavy. And it's just, it's, it's evil in audio form is what it is. I, I, yeah, you know what? I can't do it justice. Go, go give it a listen and, uh, and let me know what you think, but it's, it's very intense. The polar opposite of the night flight, but both both worth listening to for sure. So, yeah, the yin and yang of Wooderson. I love it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, We're that's, here. That's We're here for my, for my new blog. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. The the best albums of twenty twenty one. Metal Architect, take us to your number one album of twenty twenty one. Number one for me is Worm for Everglade. This album is a fucking masterpiece. Through and through, this could be album of the decade material. It's some of the best death doom with black metal and even traditional death metal. There's a lot of morbid angel vibes on this album. 
these guys started off as a black metal band and they've just kind of like honed their craft to this nasty, murky death doom with just so many different vibes on it. It's so good. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was based on well, their previous albums, but it, it, it absolutely floored me. And like I was listening to Dune and then I'd listen to Worm and I'd go back and forth, back and forth. And it, like I said, it could be a 1A, 1B type thing, but just the atmosphere, the different elements that this guy does, because it's, it's mainly one guy, but he has some session people that uh, uh, do some stuff with him. But it's it's just such a great album. Death Doom, had, there was a lot of great Death Doom this year, and this one is just top-notch. I immediately bought the physical, bought a T-shirt, and I mean, just fucking amazing album. Dude, it's I, I I can't say enough good things about it. Brutiful. One half, whispers from the void. Evan Welch, go for it. Uh so my number one came very late, very very late, like before, like the week of Thanksgiving late. Um, but I kind of had heard a little bit that it was it was in the works or somewhere so um derek from two mold donned a 12 string and made a fucking fantastic just orchestra of fucking beautiful magic and i have dreams unending tides turn eternal as my number one for the year it is sort of this very complex, whimsical doom record. Um, I equate it a lot to when I first really got into Funeral Doom was like when I heard Bell Witch. And then obviously we talked about it a lot today because it's been a lot of comparison thrown around. But like that Mirror Reaper record really was fucking awesome. And a lot of the same feeling I got when I first heard that is exactly how I feel about this dreams on ending. It is everything I want in my doom. It is just, it it just gives you such feeling. And I think that a lot of the time in metal, we're so consumed with the idea that we have to be brutal. We have to be fast. We have to be endearing. We have to be over the top cross the line, make it crazy and, and to capture something. And I think that some of the best records out there are the simplest chords with a little bit of technicality and just great songwriting. And this album sort of encapsulates like everything that you would want in sort of just like a perfect metal record there. It's not over the top. It's not too far fetched. It has its moments, it, it you know, and within the, the some of the songs, they get a little faster. They kind of bring in like that two mold vibe where, you know, it, it's like crushing blast beats and, and the guitars are really going. And then towards the end of the record, it has a, a its own drawn out double kick solo sort of that uh, with the drums. It, it, but really, it just it's just great music and it, it's just great feelings. And it just brings up a lot of things 
in you. And, and that's why I, I had to put it as number one. It's just absolutely crushing in all senses of emotion. Phil, the other half of the Whispers from the Void podcast. It is set on my shirt. I have it on my shirt. Archfire, Bleed the Future. Oh, that album is just like a slap in your face. A fucking slap in your face. I love it. I, I'm a big fan of Archfire since like Re- Relentless Mutation. I love it. And yeah, Archfire is amazing. And that album got soul into it. They got like this vibe into it. Every song are just great songs. And the song Home at the end, just like bring back the fucking danger in the music. Love it. That's all I have to say. I agree. <laughs> Super brutal. Love it. Technicality was soul. Maturity. They came to it with, with the maturity to let everyone have their moment to shine. It's not just everyone going balls out all the time. Them living with David Terra was definitely a big part of it. And uh, Ollie just killed it. He's so fucking good. Everyone killed it. Everyone killed it. Toby and Dean, the guitarist, Jared and Spencer. Fuck. Everyone are great on that album. Everyone. I love it. Jimbo, number one. So my, uh, I mean, I think in terms of how much I enjoy the music, I would regard like my, the top three albums are pretty much interchangeable. But uh, my my top album and almost from basically I think I knew within the first week of buying this album mm. that this was that this was going to be my album of the year. It's, it's Waldgeflüster Dahum, and uh, it, it's it. This is so Waldgeflüster started out. They're a German black metal band. They're they're not super well known, um, but they they started out. I don't know, I think about 2009 or so as a solo project of a, of a guy called Winterhertz. And they've evolved from there to being like a full-fledged band. And it feels like they, like I've got, I haven't got every album, but I've got most of their albums. And it feels really that they've been evolving up until this point. And this is really like the first album where I feel, because I've seen them, seen them live a few times and i feel like they finally sound as good on an album as they actually sound live and this album is it's 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 atmospheric black metal with a very epic sound uh without um epic in terms of like its capacity to sort of be very emotive so it's very stirring music um and they incorporate a lot of acoustic folk into it as well but the the black metal is um, is is really emotive and ferocious. It's really good. The vocals on it are incredible. The mu- the musicianship and the riffs are, are great. Um, but I think uh, what really put this into album of the year territory for me was was the the concept behind the album and the lyrics behind the album. So the, all of the lyrics are written in a language I can't understand because they're not they're a German band, but they're not even written in German. They're written in a in a Bavarian dialect because the band are from the mountains of, uh, of, of Southern Bavaria. So they're written in this dialect, but they provide English language translations, which is very convenient. And so the whole, the whole album is, um, is about the, the idea of home and what home means to different people. And it examines it like in a very, 
sort of from multiple perspectives, like home isn't just a place where you're from. It's not just a place where you live. Um, you can, you can, you, it's, it's much more multifaceted than that. And I think that as a person who's lived like for many years now away from the place where I was born, even though like, so Germany is home for me here is home, but Australia is really also home. And so it, it really tapped into something with me so and i love the concept the way that it's expressed and they they also like so it's this examination of a fundamental human concept but they also work in like german folklore from bavaria into the lyrics it's really really cool and so i would say that um it's for me it's my album of the year because it's not only a great it, it's just a great piece of art like the whole the whole package is just so is so well put together it's so conceptually thought-provoking and satisfying that um that, that that's what put it in the top spot for me i love it i love it uh dan you're gonna wrap this up uh before you then i want to present uh, this beer again i didn't give it a little review it's it's super chocolatey there's like coffee notes super dark ominous roasted malts a uh, little bitter bite killer prairies from the second battle amazing dan number one spot uh my number one is uh, a band, a trio from Nashville called, I guess, Yaucha or Yauja. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. The album's called The Lurch. So they've been around for a bit. They have a few EPs out, and I think one or two other albums. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. But again, another one of those bands uh, for me, I really love layers in my music, and they, they have a lot to them, right? So you have the grind, the sludge. You know, chaotic time signatures, like it, everything is there for me, everything, everything that I really love. You know, the riffs are all twisted and, and churning. It's, I don't know, it's beyond heavy for sure. Vocally, I find they're pretty devastating too. I've seen some live footage and I couldn't imagine having these guys open up for you because I think it would be a little bit hard to follow. Like I've seen them, they leave venues in shambles. So I don't know what's going on there, but yeah they're a great band for sure it's uh, the one thing that truly blows me away about this album though is how i feel that it's underrated i haven't really seen it on a bunch of lists like um the big magazine out there uh didn't have it in their in their top 40 which kind of blew me away i just i was just blown away because it got a killer review in there but yeah i don't know it didn't make it but not not the be all end all but i highly suggest checking it out if you guys have the time so second curveball of the night that i have not let you guys know of um let's let's throw out the one album one release that we are most excited for coming in 2022 jerry go for it mm. easy answer half evan go for it half phil go for it <laughs> Jimbo, go for it. It's a fucking Venom Prison. Fuck yes. Very, so, oh, yeah. come on! <laughs> yeah. Wooderson, go for it. The new Werewolves album. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we have a bunch of people here in the Thirsty Thursday gang that have been listening very patiently, very quietly, and I appreciate that from all of you. Um, throw us some of your best albums feel free to uh raise your digital hand i'll call upon you we got grayson 
from the Beans and Breakdown podcast. Unmute yourself. Give us one of your top albums of 2021. What is a good y'all? Uh, so top top release of of my year was Mol with Diorama. If you like black gays and you like very emotional lyrics, fucking listen to these guys because they're fucking amazing. Um, Kim, their vocalist, he it's just a really awesome dude. And uh, yeah, I think that they're kind of killing the game. They're taking the place of Deaf Heaven, in my opinion, because Deaf Heaven has shifted to like this weird post-punk. Uh, not that it's bad, but it's not really black metal anymore. Uh, and I feel like Mol is really sticking to that really amazing black metal, black gaze kind of sound. So that's uh, in my definitely, if not my top album, it's in, it's in the top. I definitely agree with you. Um Dave and Emily. Okay, we're a little bit surprised this one didn't make anyone's list, but it's, uh, you know, we're kind of homers here for Montreal <laughs> Band for First Fragments' new album, Gloire Eternelle. Gloire Eternelle. And I cannot stop listening to this album. Yeah, it's, it's, they're no longer tech death. They're, I think they're kind of billing it as neoclass, extreme neoclassical. It's mental. I think, you know, it, it's the opposite of what Evan just uh, chatted about. Like, it, it is it's not simple. Over the top in every way it's extreme it's like yeah it's super elaborate but they pull it off they pull it off yeah but i mean like simple simple is great it's not like oh anything that's simple is not good just this is super good super complex super ornamented there's even there's like a lot of some of the tracks are kind of jazzy like really jazzy there's like a jazz funk thing going on other tracks yeah flamenco summer is very latin american influenced um, then other tracks I really hear that sort of neo neoclassical influence where it's like I'm I'm super duper into classical music. And I'm like, this is extremely like this is so Mozart right now. Um, but I cannot stop listening to this fucking album. I, I will say real quick is that first fragments is fucking great. But it, what was also cool is that the guitarist in there, I think it's the guitarist. Phil, Phil too, also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's also the guy who did Archimentus, which is yeah, one right. of my one of my fucking favorite albums. So like they, they, he still has that element of like, yeah, the dude can fucking he can crank out some fucking amazing music. I I I, I do love it. I love that guy. Um, it's yeah, fantastic. Next, uh, Mark C. Welcome to Thursday Thursday. I don't know if you've been here before. I have not. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, man. I, I got to give some love to my man, Dave Suzuki and uh, Church Burn with Genocidal Right. Mm. Um, I, I've seen these guys live a couple times now. They're they're out of uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Holy smokes, man. Like, I mean, the last time I saw them, they they literally played outside under a full moon. There was like just uh, like 100, 200 <laughs> kids just slow head banging. I mean, it was... It was like, I think it was one of my first shows back post pandemic, just to just attending a, a show, and man, it left quite an impression. So I just wanted to uh, just to give some love to those guys and just uh, give you a shout. So uh, thanks for giving me a minute. I appreciate you, Pete from Half, and you can't give yourself a shout out. <laughs> I, I, I don't have anything out yet, so I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to echo Grace and with Mul uh, Diorama uh, that album i think i heard it for the first time maybe a month ago so super late on the 2021 list but it's like he said it scratched that itch that deaf heaven isn't 
really doing it anymore. But it also gave me a vibe that um, I, I haven't really found in another band since Numenorian. And with him kind of gone now, it was like when when I discovered that these like super dark, just depressing black metal riffs and then these soaring, like optimistic melodies intertwining with it. I was like, ooh, that scratches an itch I didn't know I had. It I didn't know I I wanted it right now, but it was just so, so good. Love it. Brian. Um I I'm gonna go with uh Illustrium's new album, A Monument to Silence. Uh it's really heavy. Uh it's got a lot of different elements to it. All the members are really good at what they do. Um, there's highlights of all the different instruments throughout the songs and stuff. The particular album has a theme to it. It's got a whole vibe. If you listen to it start to finish, there's elements of the first song in the last song. So it ties it all together by the end. It's really, really good. Good solos like blast beats. There's chugs. There's... It, it's great it's a really really good album and fucking tastic colby i just want to say like if it wasn't for the whole review crew i would probably listen to not as much music because i don't do it as much anymore these days but it's just like everyone said it so far everyone gives albums to each other is the the reviews that are put out there the facebook group discord whatever private messages it's just amazing the amount of music that comes through from everybody but I was surprised, at least in my opinion, that no one said uh, Sanguisugabog. So I really like their Tortured Hole album. Yeah. Some people say it's kind of cookie cutter and stuff. But it's like, one of those like moments like, like would, would and this is for Evan, like had that album dropped in the same, uh, in the spot of 200 Stab Wounds, would it have been Sanguisugabog versus them? Uh, so it was actually, you know, what was funny is uh, Sanguisugabog, Frozen Soul, 200 Stab Wounds. I try to keep things within like the genre. Uh, so like I, I try not to, to have choose. too many. You had to I choose. had to choose. <laughs> the, and, and I will say I'm going to see that band uh, in a few, like next week. I'm going to see oh, that yeah. band on Tuesday. So, but I have seen 200 Stab Wounds. So really just the live aspect of 200 stab wounds is why I was so drawn to it was, was the fact that the, you know, for, for bands that have hype right now, the old school death metal has such hype uh, right now, because I don't know why, I don't know why everybody's so fucking clamoring for, for something so old 200 is, is everything worth it. Like they just have the chops, they have their own sort of aura and they have that unique sound in the vocal delivery and the guitars and everything about it. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to see frozen soul and sand with Sugabog all in the same one. I'm going to see inoculation vomit forth. I can't wait. Jealous man. <laughs> We're going to wrap up with uh, the, podcastination recommendation of 2021 steph give it to us um that's a lot of pressure to uh to give me but yeah i'm, I'm gonna go with a band that's not really metal but it did open for a bunch of metal band um back before when we could tour and whatnot uh Nitland, uh put out the ritual uh, they're a Siberian throat singing, folk singing, Norwegian, Russian mix. Uh, it's basically just a couple, a, a, a wife and, and husband, and just doing throat singing 
and old school uh, Siberian instruments. They do ambient, uh, long, weird songs. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's an album that haunts me uh, still. Like I, I wake up at night uh, and sweat <laughs> and think about it. It's not necessarily metal, like I said, but they did do a bunch of uh, metal cover. Uh, they used to tour with Corky Klani. They won that super huge beer, beer, a uh, bunch of covers that happened. And uh, they did a bunch of Rammstein cover and stuff like that. It, 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 it's weird. It's complex. It's intriguing. Uh, and anyone that likes folk metal uh, should uh, look at this. Nippeland uh, do some amazing thing. It's throat singing. It's just... It's just a thing. Very fucking cool. Uh, I just want to take a moment. This is it. This is the end of this episode, this live interview that we recorded at Thirsty Thursday. Um, massive cheers and thanks to the Vox and Hobbs album review crew for doing everything that they do for the podcast, um, showing me so many amazing bands that are outside of the box. I think it's just amazing. Um, everyone that's here tonight, make some noise. We're going to wrap up right now the, the part that we're recording for this. We've gone two hours and ten minutes so far tonight, the longest live interview yet for Vox and Hops. Um, thank you so much. Make some noise. Thirsty Thursday gang. Yeah. The, the album review crew. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. We're going to keep hanging out, but uh, not with you guys listening. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, was that ever an amazing Thirsty Thursday. We had so much fun. When I finished this episode, I just had a sense of gratefulness. I'm just so grateful that I have these five amazing humans writing reviews for the podcast. Uh, they are so varied. They all have their own unique tastes. And I think that's super important when you're covering extreme metal because extreme metal is so vast that I think it's important to have a bunch of different viewpoints on what metal is and the best way to cover more genres is to have experts in each of those fields and i'm very lucky to have stumbled upon these awesome dudes who cover a lot of them massive thanks and huge cheers to the vox and hops album review crew i love you to death if you enjoyed this vox and hops episode you should sign up to the vox and hops metal podcast mailing list you can do it on my website voxandhops.com that's v-o-x-a-n-d-h-o-p-s.com and when you do that you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the vox and hops metal podcast including all the details about any episodes which i dropped throughout that past week if i've been a guest on someone else's podcast any cool information about any projects that i have in the works before i announce them to the public you also get to see the album reviews which came out that week as well as the updated links to the brutal awakenings playlist which is curated by my man jerry monk the metal architect himself and is available on both apple music and spotify there's just so much going on in the world of the vox and hops metal podcast i would hate for you to miss a single thing so please sign up to the mailing list the vox and hops metal podcast is brought to you by sound talent media and evergreen podcasts i hope you have a glorious rest of the day i will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode but until then remember Remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops hits. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, 
We've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis. Punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz. And up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music. And I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.